0: as weeps, hey, welcome
1: back to the National Intel Report. I'm Al Whitney. This is March 28, 2019. And tonight we are talking about mandatory vaccinations. And um, we started last hour with an article from Health Impact News about what's happening in Rockland County in New York. And apparently they are creating another false state of emergency they have done that with a press conference and now they're um, ramping up their efforts to get all these children vaccinated and in fact they're talking about going door to door so we'll see how that plays out and how the people respond but apparently the health personnel and the county commissioners feel very strongly that they're willing to cooperate so you have to kind of wonder was there a grant, how much money has gone been passed behind the scenes to get these people to escalate this witch hunt, which it, it really is a witch hunt. Um, so back to the driver's license. Okay, California did this last year, the same thing. They came up with two different driver's licenses so that they could comply because the federal corporation said we control the airwaves, you know, All these airplanes up in the sky is under our control, Federal Aviation Administration. So we get to say what kind of ID people need to get on airplanes to fly in our skies. And California decided to come up with two different driver's licenses last year, and that's what they did. You can get one driver's license to drive within the state. It's not good to get on an airplane. It won't help you get in a federal building, um, but it's not as stringent to get. You can just go ahead and renew your driver's license. In Ohio, the same thing. If you want a standard license and it's close to expiring, you can renew it without bringing in a bunch of documentations. Okay, but if you want a compliant ID that will get you on an airplane, then you have to bring in all these other documents. To prove you are here legally, that's when they say proof of legal legal presence, a birth certificate will do. If you have a green card, etc., that will do. The full legal name, of course, they believe that that name should match the birth certificate, unless you're married. Then you have other documents that will support your, your new legal name. They want a Social Security number. In Ohio, when I had my driver's license renewed after it had expired for more than six months, it wasn't just they wanted the number, Social Security number. They wanted the Social Security card, okay, the the card that was issued by the Social Security department itself. So, they didn't want it laminated. They have very stringent rules. It can't be laminated. You have to have, like, the original issuance or an official reissuance. And if you didn't have a certified copy of your birth certificate, you couldn't get your driver's license. If you didn't have a valid Social Security card, you couldn't get it. Then you had to have proof of Ohio residency. And that they can use, like, your utility bill etc. But all of these documents, they were requiring, geez, in 2016 already. And I think in Ohio they passed the Real ID Act in 2015. So here we have it. They're going to identify you by this ID. And if and when they attach a vaccine record to it, things are going to get really ugly. Because what happens if you don't have the ID? A lot of people will say, "Well, then I just won't get the ID." Well, I lost my driver's license. When was it? Last year, I lost my driver's license. Couldn't find it anywhere, so I had to go get another one. But before I got around to getting it reissued, uh, I tried to cash a check at the bank. They wouldn't cash the check. My husband tried to go to to get medical care. He would have been denied medical care had he not had a valid ID, a valid government ID. So he had to have a driver's license or a passport, or they wouldn't have seen him. This is what they're doing. They're making it so without that government ID, you cannot function. You cannot get into your bank. and for those of you who survive without a bank account account, you are amazing because I don't know how you do it. They have made it almost impossible to to buy food, to pay your bills if you don't have a bank account. It's almost impossible. So to do banking, they want this this ID to seek medical care, they want this ID. I believe if you're going to buy a car, they want this ID, this federal ID. This concept of the federal ID is moving around very, very quickly throughout all the states. So we all need to pay attention to what's happening with these vaccine regulations. And honestly, you know, I'm ready for the fight. I just haven't figured out how I'm going to conduct it because without the ID... It's going to be a battle. Without the ID, I can't do banking. I can't get into a safety deposit box. I can't cash a check. Without the ID, you know, it's going to be very, very difficult. So anybody who has any comments on this little pickle that we're in, feel free to call in. The number for RBN, okay, and for those who are new, is one 800 313 1-800-313-9443. Now, several years ago, a group of us put together um, a guide, and it's called, and it's it's on the Parents Against Mandatory Vaccines website. Again, parentsagainstmandatoryvaccines.net. If you look at the tabs at the top of of the website, you'll see one says Overcoming Vaccine Mania. Okay, this is the guide that we put out in 2018. We have updated it for 2019. So if you have the 2018 version, I strongly suggest you go ahead and download the 2019 version. In this guide, we have tried to outline what many other people have outlined, only we tried to put it in one guide so that you know, one stop shopping basically. The first part of the guide talks about the issue with vaccines and the vaccination agenda and in that we have quotes of the Healthy People 2020 program that is growing by leaps and bounds. Okay? So we have a a description of both the national and the international programs and who's behind them and how they are growing so rapidly we have a a list of the child vaccination schedule if you if you haven't seen that if you don't have little children you haven't seen it you will be astounded how many vaccines are now on that schedule okay then we have an overview of little known facts what we put in our guide is basically some information that others won't give you. And the reason. The reason that the nonprofits won't give you this information is they are very concerned about being too derogatory uh, regarding Center for Disease Control, Health and Human Services, any government agency. They they tiptoe around their criticism because they don't want to lose their 501 status. And it is true that if you push too far, they can turn the IRS on you and they will go after these nonprofits if they feel the nonprofits are getting too much, having too much influence or getting out of control. So all the nonprofits are kind of. You know, well, they're telling you, but you have to read between the lines. Well, in our vaccination guide, you don't have to read between the lines because we don't have a nonprofit. We're just trying to share the information that we have. It, we're, there's no money involved. This guide is free. Um, we are collecting money. You print it out yourself. We do have a place where you can pay someone else to print it for you. But in this guide there is no no one's protected. There are no sacred cows in this guide. We expose Big Pharma, we expose the main players in the vaccination agenda, and we most certainly expose the CDC for what it really is. Okay? It is not an agency that was established to protect your health. Trust me, far from it. And I heard in one interview that a vaccine promoter gave talking about the anti-vaxxers believing that the government is in cahoots with big pharma and how outrageous such a belief is. Well, people, I mean, he didn't know what he was talking about. Maybe that's why he, he got up in front of a room and took the microphone. Because the CDC, Center for Disease Control, on their very website, they acknowledge they're partnering with the CDC Foundation, which includes Big Pharma. They admit they're partnering with Big Pharma. So I guess there's a difference between partnering and in cahoots, right? Not in my book. One is the same thing as the other, as far as I'm concerned. But in the vaccination guide, part two is where things get quite different than other organizations. Part two, we talk about the mandatory vaccinations. Then we talk about the elephants in the room, which is partly the legal system that most lawyers cover up and few lawyers understand. And we do our best to explain how the birth certificate is tied to these statutes that mandate vaccinations. And when you read it, I'm hoping you find it pretty clear because we've done a lot of work trying to simplify it enough without, um, you know, sacrificing anything uh, as far as facts. Simplify it so people can understand that this legal system is how this is being done. How are they doing it? They're doing it legally. And how are they doing it legally? Well, they're doing it legally legally. Because, of course, the Bill of Rights and health freedom isn't protected in this legal system. So go ahead and and get that and read it and see if you can comprehend what we're trying to explain about how the legal system is where they're getting the authority to do what they're doing. And the last section of the guide is templates of notices that can be filled out and given to One group is the physicians or the hospitals. The second group is for schools or daycares. And the third group is for employers or deans. All of those entities are becoming more and more insistent upon vaccine compliance based on CDC recommendations. Now, why they call them recommendations instead of mandates, I will never know. But um, our notices are designed to get information out in one page that the receiver of the notice doesn't even have. When you talk to the people in public health and you talk to the legislatures and, and you, you quickly see that they are only being told partial truths, they're being told a lot of untruths, They're being told a lot of falsehoods, basically. So, in conversation, when they try to talk to you, we have found they don't listen. They are so well indoctrinated, and I met one of them who happens to be a friend at a Christmas party. And we talked about vaccines. She works for Public Health, for goodness sakes, and she was supporting the program. And I told her that I was concerned about Guillaume barre excuse me, and she said, well, we haven't seen a case of that for years. Well, I had to send her uh, an email demonstrating that she had been told something that wasn't true, that it is around, and there are people, very real people, getting Guillain-Barre from the vaccines. But she is kept in the dark. So this guide, I hope, will be useful to people when it comes to this fight, We don't have too many tools left other than to just, you know, say no and risk going to jail, I guess, or trying to live your life without a driver's license, which I honestly don't believe is doable. Okay, we have a caller from Missouri. Rhonda, are you there?
2: Yeah, hi, Al. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Hey, I just came from the license bureau here. (laughs) <laughs> what a nightmare. Anyway, um, in Missouri, um, well, there was like 30 people ahead of us, so we had to wait. So we're talking to everybody, and we find out towards the end that we may or may not need it. our pass, our, I mean, our birth certificate. Like, I couldn't put my hands on it. The lady next to me got one from Pennsylvania. I said I could... You could probably drive to Pennsylvania before I could find it in my basement. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, so I didn't need it this time because Missouri um, isn't going to the Real ID Act until 2020. Okay. And um, what I said to her, I said, you know, when you call it a Real ID, I said, that implies that the last one was fake. So how do I know this one's real? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What a nightmare. But... But seriously,
1: you can see see they're ramping this up, aren't you? Can't you?
2: Yeah, I put her in the hot seat, though. I put her in the hot seat. Of course, that's what I do. I'm asking all sorts of questions. So if, okay, so in two years I have to come back, and um, I said, what what can I do with the license that I have right now? (laughs) She goes, well, you can't. In 2020, if you don't have the real idea you can't fly on an airplane, I said, I'm not flying on an airplane anyway. You couldn't pay me to fly on an airplane or give me a ticket to fly on an airplane for free. I'm not doing it. I said, didn't you hear about the planes just get landing, landed? No, not going to do it. So basically, honestly, you could just get a passport, and that will cover your local travel too, Um You know, which is what people do anyway. But if you want to go out of the country, you could still you'd have your passport for that as well. So I just I don't see any benefit to it. But it's really weird. It's like you just want to ask them. Well, okay, let's let's think logically here, shall we? Don't you think? Do you uh, you know? Do you agree that I had to have my birth certificate to get my driver's license? Well, yeah. And I'm renewing my driver's license. Yes. So then at some point you saw my birth certificate, right? (laughs) I mean, come on. It's harassment all over the place. Anyway, I, was, well, no, I, but did, file. I Rhonda, did get it.
1: Rhonda, it's not uh-huh. harassment because they took money. Your state took money to implement this program. They don't care that the logic is they've already seen your birth certificate. That doesn't matter. They are going to implement it because they took federal money to do so. And that's okay. why... It's not going to, it's nothing to do with logic. They were bribed into doing this.
2: Okay, and the, uh, the last thing I want to say is this, is, you know, I told my sister, because we were both born on April 1st, and, you know, so we had to go, but I told my sister, I said, "We." Hey, in there,
1: Rhonda, hang okay. in there, Rhonda, going, we're going to break, we'll come back. Okay, we're back. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, I was
2: just going to say, um, yeah, so my sister and I, we're, we're twins. We were born on April 1st, and um, we had to get our, you know, license renewed by Monday. And um, so we both went in at the same time, and I was talking to her, and she's, like, telling me, you know, if you want your face to look good, because the last time you didn't, she says you need to put your head up. And look down, you know, so you don't have, like, a double chin or whatever. She's giving me all these tips. And the lady goes, okay, now look down at the blue dot. I'm like, no. And then you get them, and you're like, uh, I don't know about Ohio, but I swear to you, they got some sort of mugshot filter on there. I know you're not supposed to smile because you won't be smiling when you get pulled over by a cop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just think it's horrendous. And then they charge you 20 bucks to get this whole Tremendous, picture taken, but um, yeah. So, um, how, what how what is Ohio like? Is it the same? Is it yeah, it years? is the
1: same. And and I'm very concerned about these deadlines. We've got two deadlines for 2020. One is the with the TSA, and the other is Healthy People 2020. So we're going to do a wait and see now. Californian, I don't know about Missouri. It doesn't sound like you had a choice between two different driver's license
2: i did in ohio I and did. california we
1: we've, we've got a choice
2: oh i do i did i could have you know i could have gotten the real id or i could have gotten oh. the same one that i had last time but that all i could do with the, the one i got is i i can't appo- supposedly i can't even leave the state i said i'm feeling like feeling like a prisoner right now you know but suppose you know Maybe that's just flying, maybe not driving. But, you know, you originate in Missouri and you fly somewhere. Do you know the answer to this question? So if well, your ticket originates here and you fly to California, they have to let you go back to your home state,
1: don't they? You, they, won't, they won't let you on a plane out of Missouri. Oh. If, if I, you don't don't
2: have, I don't
1: If you don't have a compliant ID, that's the key. The key is... That to get on their federal planes, you know, remember, they control the airlines, they control the airwaves. You're going to have to have right. a compliant ID. Now, I'm like you. I don't fly. Uh-huh. But so here's the question we don't have an answer to. Are they going to attach the vaccine requirements to the compliant ID or are they going to attach it to the standard ID Um. We don't know the answer to that yet, or both.
2: Oh, oh, probably. You know. But you know what, Al? I had this question too. Is is a, is um like that outbreak of measles, right? So I have to. I asked the lady that was in the. I was talking to everybody in the license bureau. I was like, she was going to school to to be a nurse, and I said, so I said, I want to get this straight. My sister's like, you're talking too loud. I'm like, I don't care. I was. She, I put her in the hot seat. I said, so you're going to be a nurse. I said, is, are measles? I said, is, what is a disease? I said, I thought, my my understanding is a disease is something you can't get rid of. But then if I have a cold, then I have a disease, huh? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. What's the right answer, Al? I don't even know anymore.
1: They don't you know either, what I well, mean?
2: Well, yeah, they, it's whatever
1: they want it to be, basically.
2: And uh-huh. I said, I didn't think you could get rid of a disease. I thought it was like... Now I know you can. I know you can get rid of diabetes. We did it with my mom, but you know I thought disease was something you couldn't get rid of, you know, like our condition it was something that was always going to be with you well but when I, everything's pre- reversible
1: when they when they refer to vaccines, they refer to communicable diseases the dis- right. a, a condition that can be passed from one individual to another, and that's that's well, what I, they're calling it i
2: got Okay, I guess I got a disease from my nephew. I got a cold. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All well, right, thank you.
1: For, thanks for letting me know what's going on in Missouri. I appreciate it. Okay, yeah. we have okay, a caller right. from... Bye-bye. We have a caller from Texas. Wayne, are you there? We have just a, a minute or two before the next break.
4: Okay. Hi, Al. It's uh, good to hear you on the show again. Thank you. Hey, uh, when you were uh, starting uh, this show and reading uh, some of the information coming out in New York, there were three different things kind of jumped out at me in the first one i'll throw this in for the commercial um you have a a, a local county official declaring a state of emergency does he have a constitutionally delegated authority to do so because and and plus he's calling it a law and to me that's fraud when someone's trying to force you to do something they are invoking some kind of saying it's a law there's no way it can be a law because i think a declaration of emergency
1: is public policy is that
4: correct or not
1: Okay, uh, I don't know how have time to answer this. Um, during the pandemic, I found and located, I did a lot of research back then in 2009, a, a document in Ohio called Limitations of Movement that was adopted by the public health department. And this was about quarantine. In that document explained who has the authority to declare a quarantine And they did give the county health official that authority. Now, this was a part of a legislation, we talked about it on my program a couple times, Model State Emergency Health Powers Act that came around in the early 2000s. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. Stay tuned.
6: up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more, plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it. At aroutfitting.com.
1: Did you know that neither the American Medical Association nor the American Bar Association were established to benefit the American people? Have you recognized that in our country health care has little to do with health and that our court system has nothing to do with justice? The priests of both medicine and law have been incentivized to implement a dark agenda on behalf of the Bilderbergers and their ilk. To protect ourselves and our progeny, we need to take a much closer look at how these two giant industries really work. Join me, Al Whitney, on In Defense of Humanity, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Central, as we expose the matrix and learn how not to consent to our own destruction. Okay, Wayne. Um, anyway, when I when I did the research on that, I discovered that they had granted the authority, and this guy was talking about going door to door, and they were talking about not letting children come to school, et cetera, et cetera. They granted the authority to declare a an epidemic to each individual county public health department in Ohio. So this model state emergency health powers act which went across swept across the country in the early 2000 when it was passed in Ohio they didn't even pass it by that name i had to look through tons of public health statutes really i looked through all the public health statutes and the date that they were made effective and finally i was able to hunt down what that legislation was and when it passed and what it said it was never titled model state emergency health powers act it took quite a bit of digging so the question is what part of that legislation has been passed in each state and apparently in new york the public health department has the right in a county to declare an epidemic and to do quarantine which is what i found they gave the right for these people back in 2003 when they passed the legislation um So pretty much that's what they're talking about. At the same token, you're right. Your county is just a corporation, and uh, it doesn't have any sovereign authority, and and all they can pass is statutes, not laws, and rules, not laws. But they will continue to deceive the public into thinking it's the law because they believe it's the law. Right. Yeah, well, my point, too, is if they use color of
4: law, ordinances or um some kind of statute regulation or code uh and they somehow try to force people into getting mandating vaccines to people isn't that, uh isn't there an action for involuntary servitude uh in that in that type of thing where you know they're yeah. forcing you It's an involuntary situation
1: through, through unconstitutional means well the constitution doesn't come into this um well and you know they don't If if they connect it to the driver's license, then that's another can of worms because they can say, well, we're not forcing you to do this. You don't have to drive a car. It's up to you or you don't have to go to the bank. It's up to you. In other words, they kind of slide it in by making it a part of something else. But in the beginning of the show, we talked about the public servant questionnaire. I mean, we have to do some pushback here. We have to say by what authority what statute do you have that you're trying to enforce and what what document do you have that obligates me to your county rule and what did i sign that you believe obligates me to your county rule this is a very good question huh wayne
4: sure is yeah definitely sure is how about this one too how about uh you asked that public official trying to get you to do this and uh put this on the questionnaire is uh do you understand that if you are operating outside your delegated authority, you are you may be subject to uh, losing any judicial immunity from from lawsuit? Because it seems like, and I've heard this kind of phrase being tossed around, where if these public officials exceed or go outside any uh, scope of authority they've been granted through the city charter or wherever, and uh, you know they try to enforce actions outside of that, that they lose any particular immunity uh, that they get
1: from being uh, in the political political realm you understand it that way i understand what you're saying it's going to boil down to and i talked to an attorney earlier today it's going to boil down to when you give that questionnaire and now you're raising the challenge you're saying wait a minute you don't have this authority they are going to march into the office of whatever lawyer works for the county whatever lawyer works for the city or the attorney general for the state so all of what we're doing is going to end up in the lap of a lawyer. And sure. it is that lawyer who will tell them whether they can or cannot do something. That's why I say to people, you're going to need more than just your no here. You're going to need a written notice, something in writing that will force the attorney to look at this situation. Because the attorney, the attorney has to look at it to make the call. And they will do exactly what okay, that attorney yeah. says. But,
4: but my – so then is it uh, within – you think it's within our ability to challenge that uh, lawyer's ability to even render uh, – he's like a third party in this action, okay? So if that lawyer is not licensed by the state of Ohio or Texas, he operates with a bar card that's no more – it's like a union card, you know, for, right. for lawyers. And, right. uh, you know, again, they're just uh, – you know, you, don't, you understand the rest of it. Why? What authorities do you have to enter into uh, this particular action? Because I'd be, you know, right across any paperwork, no contract, no case. I don't understand. I don't stand under.
1: Yeah. No, I mean this. You're you're you know? you're actually moving in the right direction. We we just have to keep reminding ourselves. Well, we may have the theory down. Okay. That county public health guy. Has probably got the support of the sheriff's department, and should the attorney give them the go-ahead or the prosecutor give them the go-ahead, they will they will proceed, and we're just going to have to get ready for a battle. In my opinion, yep. we're going to have to be prepared to battle this one out. There, I don't see any. How about a preemptive
4: strike where you where you send a notice to each of these public officials saying, I, "I thank you for your service. I accept your oath of office. I now understand that we have joined her, and we are uh, you're operating under." You know, protecting my constitutional rights in all means. So that means you can't. You know, in essence, then you can't uh, try to enforce any color of law because I've uh, accepted his oath of office. You know, again, okay, trying to be nice, meek, and mild.
1: Wait. Yeah. You don't have any constitutional rights. You have none. Right. You have no constitutional rights. But
4: are they going to expose that to the public? They're not going to come out and take me to court and say, well, this guy is
1: filing a fraudulent action. He has no constitutional rights. They don't want to raise That kind of worm for the public. Here's what they do in court. They say, we can't hear constitutional issues, and then they move forward. That's it. That's how they deal with that. We can't hear constitutional issues, and then they move forward. So you've got to challenge this thing from a commercial contract position if you right. want to win you will lose it, the constitutional argument but you can very well win in the fact that they don't have a contract that you assigned where you agreed to abide by all their rules they just don't have it and if you say show it to me and I'll, and I'll go along with it they're stuck and I've seen it work multiple times that's called. Yeah, and if, you, if you've if you ever played poker, we're calling their bluff. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. think
4: that's the best approach. I with, uh, and I tell people with demand for debt validations, man, we always challenge you, the attorneys in, in the thing. We want, we want their bar card. We want their oath of office.
1: We want to see their uh, state-issued license. I guarantee you and they've not answered any of those. And you want to see a copy of the signed agreement where you agreed to pay the debt in the first place. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay. Right. I'm glad you All called right, in. Those are some great points that you brought up, Wayne. Thank you. I think so. Okay. We have someone from Indiana now. Harley, are you there?
7: I wanted to comment that I've been traveling for the better part of probably close to 35 to 40 years without a, uh, a permit license. For the majority of the time. And I'm, you know, I signed my license, and I got back in around 84, UCC 1-207 without prejudice type thing, and uh, pretty much haven't had a driver's license since.
1: Well, the last time I tried that in Ohio, and I talked about it on my show, they, I had to renew my license, and I signed it that way and they wouldn't accept it and they wouldn't give me the renewal and then i they, they challenged me and said that it was they had it in their driver's license manual that they would not accept that signature and that designation and i i pursued that and got a copy of their driver's manual and indeed their driver's manual said in ohio you cannot sign with any reference to UCC, they will not accept it.
7: Well, Indiana might be the same now, because like I say, this was back 84, 86, eight, maybe 88 area.
1: Uh-huh. I
7: think it was 84 to 86. Right. So, but my son, when he turned 16, he did it. And his first license, he had it, I think he had it on it, And then he, he lost it or something, went back to get another one. And when he got the other one, he did it. And before he could get out the door, they caught him and told him that license was no good. He had to give it back to him that he couldn't do that.
1: Uh What state in Indiana? Yeah.
7: Yeah, And, you know, I've done it all this time. And I've been pulled over at least 12 times once, two weeks to a month ago. Yeah. And, yeah, they just kind of smile at me real nice. And, uh, you know, God protects me and I walk away.
1: I've well, I do, know mine, that, and
7: I've done that even after having been drinking all day. And they want to do, do DUI and all this stuff, and I had to fight him for an hour and a half before witnesses. Before they finally said, "Go, leave, leave the man alone. Don't bother him no more."
1: Yeah, see, I know a guy in Ohio who did that, and he's known, and they they just let him go. But that's few and far between. I don't think that many of us are going to get to that point today. He did that, like no, you. He did it years well, ago. Well, it's more
7: scary today. Yes. Because they shoot so many people for no reason. Yes. And I tell my sons all the time, don't be surprised if you get a call and I've been shot and killed by the police. Uh, and it, I mean, it really wouldn't surprise me. Uh, well, we know uh, what... Two years ago, three years ago, they towed my car afterwards, and the next day they gave me my car back. I went over to get it, and they go, well, usually there's a charge to get your car, but we're going to release it to you. Without charge today. There'll yeah. be no charge. But when I signed the ticket, because I went ahead and signed it, I put, before I ever signed it, I wrote the word signed under duress, and then I gave my name. And that voided their tickets. And the good for you. the next day, they just gave me my car back and said, we're going to give it back you. to you.
1: Good you know, for you, and that's so what you, I so tell it,
7: everybody. It, it, I, it, can be done, but I tell my sons probably after 2020, I will no longer be able to, you know, they're probably going to cut off my bank account type thing because I won't have their ID. That I might probably be won't true. I not have no money. Yep, yeah, that might so be true. So I tell true. my sons, you know, they'll have to pay whatever has to be paid, you know, and I'll live off the land. Well,
1: well, let's eat let's corn, see.
7: And whatever I need to eat.
1: Maybe we can Let win the war by then. We'll see.
7: Okay, I have another
1: Looks caller. Great. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Harley, I appreciate Bye. that. Okay, uh, we have Fred from Iowa. Are you there, Fred? We, we probably have time for yeah. this is the last call.
8: Yeah, hi, Al. Uh, th- this is an extremely important show that you're, uh, you're doing. And, uh, Thank you. I h- hope I l- hope a lot of people are listening now, in my case, in the last eight years, I've probably talked to uh, over eight hundred people face to face about not taking vaccine or flu shot and uh, and uh, in a grocery store in this small town that I live in, if I see younger couples with kids or a pregnant young pregnant woman, you know i I talk to them, and uh, I kind of have uh I got to watch the way I uh, talk, because I was coming on too strong. So you have to be diplomatic and and considerate. But I would say, uh, Rhonda, keep on doing what you're doing. And when your sister said to her, "Well, you're talking too loud," and and Rhonda said, "Well, I don't care." Well, you don't want to make an ass out of yourself, but I do that quite often in the grocery line to get the message out. And uh, it's how you handle it, with a joke or whatever. But we have got to, uh, people have got to talk to other people face-to-face. And mm-hmm. RBN listeners, and I don't agree with all the hosts. I, there's some points that I am strongly a, against uh, their point. But I promote R.B.N. all the damn time. Thank you. But, uh, Thank b- you. But but people have to, uh, you know, they, um, callers call in, and, uh, and R.B.N. has bright and inform people. But we can't just keep speaking to the choir. You've got to go out and face-to-face talk to people. And different personalities uh, appeal to different personalities. Now, my sister is upper middle class, retired out of the medical field 38 years. She was a uh, surgical tech and she come up the hard way. It's taken me six years to get through to her about vaccine shots. I finally got through to her about GMO foods and diet. And uh, uh, what I am trying to say is we've got to take as much action and talk to people face-to-face. Now, let's take the the last caller. uh, uh, What was his name that are written down here? Harley. Harley in Indiana. Okay. Now, maybe not all of us can do this or are willing to do this, and there's fear and courage involved. But the, the Harleys, that are putting their asses on the line that help us. So uh, I know what you was saying about the commercial code, but do what you can do when you can do it. And don't piss off a cop and get your guts blowed out. But you know, use discretion when you can, but talk, talk to people. Okay, honey, I'm done, I won't take up any more time. Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm great great
1: day. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. Appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Sovereign man, are you there?
9: <clears throat> well, hallelujah. I thought you weren't taking my call.
7: Well, we had um, no time.
9: Great. Uh, thank you, Fred. Uh <laughs> there is a uh a I'm I'm sorry. Caught me off guard. Um, there's a there's a uh, another uh, questionnaire that somebody had dropped into uh, John's chat, National Intel uh, Report uh, chat, Um It's from Freedom from Government, and it has a couple caveats in it. Um, one of the caveats is having to do with the public servants violating their oath the Constitution and the other one is there's a fee schedule on it there's uh, 20 ounces of 999 gold where it's equivalent per violation of any of my unalienable rights under any and all circumstances included in these rights hereby claimed are my right to make use of the roads buses, trains and air stations
7: and the you don't right have the those rights. huh? Do you have a birth do you have a birth certificate? Well, everybody is issued a birth
9: certificate. Right. Okay. But the birth certificate is not proof of anything except that there was a bond created. But well,
1: the problem is, the problem is the presumption of UCC, and and we talk about that a lot well, on my this, show. This, I didn't say anything about UCC. Well, that's what you've got to admit. If you've got a birth certificate, that brings in the presumption of UCC, and Harley was absolutely right. When he put above his signature under duress, or you <laughs> write above your signature UCC 1-308, that's the only way that you can put on that document a rebuttal of the presumption that they're going by. They're all functioning under a presumption that we are agreeing to this. I understand. Okay. The, the
9: caveats that are in the questionnaire puts them back into what we would call the de
1: jour. They don't function in the de jour, sovereign man. I understand that, but in, in their private capacity. They don't function there.
9: That's not where they live. No, but you can you can put it. them there.
1: You can't put them there. Because that's not oh, where they really? are. The best the best you can no, that, do that, 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 is get out from under that presumption. Well I understand that. Good.
9: I, Good. I don't I don't I don't have a driver's license and you should ask John, how does he travel without a driver's license? Well, it's, yeah, John, you know, John I,
1: I, I don't know how if you don't have a bank account, if you don't have a no. driver's license, if you don't have no. to go to a hospital, then I guess you can function um, well, you can go to the
9: hospital. The hospitals operate uh, in the public interest. They're, they're called. In a, a, oh, God, it's a real long word. I, I, Clint pointed it out. They're actually, they're all the hospitals are a trust. They're they're, they're a public trust. That's how they operate. I think it's a leasing Mon, Mon, area or something like that.
1: They I brought in. The they brought in the red flag rules, which is about identity theft, which is where all this has come from. They brought in the red flag rules years ago, and in that group that are obligated under the federal government red flag rules are the medical system the automotive system the telecommunications system the utility system and the banking system all five of those industries were brought in under red flag rules red flag rules govern this whole identity ID crap I'm sorry, forgive my French that is being inflicted on everyone right now this is the corporation moving into, in my opinion, moving into digital identification of everyone.
9: Yeah, it's and wait till AI takes over.
1: Yeah, that's what I think they're doing. And
9: yeah, uh, Chris um, has been talking about that. Chris, Chris Hinckley, Road Warrior Radio. Yes, he, he he pointed out there is a. There was a series called Person of Interest, and he said that the first episode of the series four was titled Panopticon, and it brings out the uh, the presumption that AI is in control.
1: Yeah, there, there's a a lot of questions that I have about that myself. Oh, oh I wanted to
9: I wanted to say that Rhonda. She had just recently went, and they were telling her and guiding her how to how to face the camera. Well, those DMVs now have a thirty thousand dollar digital camera that will actually capture your iris. That's why Vincent Cannelli, and he went and renewed his license. He blinked when they took the picture.
1: That's <laughs> you know, his they- heart. They admitted it in Ohio. A friend asked, are you doing uh, ID from the eyes? Are you doing a, a biological ID? And they said, yes.
9: Yeah, they're capturing the retina, the, the iris of the eyes. Yeah. And doing facial recognition. Yes. They know who we are. They know who we are. We
1: don't need ID. They're just making us compliant. Well, and yes, and they want, they still want your signature. Now, I did a show, and maybe I'll redo it, on, on how they moved into the digital signature. And they made it so a digital signature is enforceable in their courts of law. And that's what we're doing all the time without realizing it. When you click on a box online and, and you say, I accept these terms, that gets you into a contract based on a digital signature. So, there's no point in talking about our God-given rights when we're when we're this far into this 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 mess um, that seems to be escalating. I think we got to continue to find out ways not to consent. Just whatever we can do, find a way not to consent. Fight the fight as best we can. I, I, yes. I was As I, as I was waiting in
9: queue, I was looking up. I had to get a. Uh, bank account without an ID and they, they recommended that you get one of these prepaid debit cards yes that, that's well, one that's way the,
1: well people can look into that that's not a bad idea I haven't looked into it well we're, we're running out of time thank you for calling in Sovereign Man Blessings. and I hope John will be back tomorrow I hope he feels better and uh, tune in on Saturday See what we're gonna talk about then Saturday night, RBN at eight PM Eastern. Good night all.
10: Corporate media dominates the American opinion.